the fact that you show up no matter what. We don't need music. We don't, it, we don't bring you into this place because you're already here, Father. God, I, I thank you for the fact that when the sound doesn't work the way it's supposed to or when things go, go the way we planned, it doesn't get in your way. I thank you for the fact that no matter how hard Satan tries to keep us down, we keep going. Father, I just pray for your presence to remain here. I pray that as I, as I share what you've been putting on my heart over the past month, God, that my voice will not be the thing that people hear, but that when I leave this stage, they don't see me, but they, they see you. God, that at the end of this, they have the, the strength and the empowerment to share the story that you've given them, no matter what that story is, no matter what they've walked through. Thank you for today. In your name I pray. Amen. Good morning, One Church. <laughs> I got my fan club. Matt and Jamel don't have a fan club. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be here. And I I just wanted to share a little bit the process of me getting to pick this, I'm talking about our story and the fact that our story is a part of God's story. And uh, I chose this because I was like, that's going to be a piece of cake. Psh, I got this. Um, it's not been. It's wrecked me from the inside out trying to figure out how do you share about the fact that our stories matter when the whole Bible is, in fact, a storybook. And I've, I've wrestled with, oh, well, do we talk about why we don't share our stories? And, and Jamel and, and Sean talked about it the week before where they, they touched on this feeling of comparison and, and insignificance, that we aren't image bearers because we don't feel significant or we compare ourselves. We don't use our talents because we compare our talents and we feel like our talents are insignificant. And that's the same with our stories. We don't share our stories because we don't feel like our stories are impactful. We don't share our stories because we don't feel like they have meaning because we don't have this I was once a drug dealer and I was shot and all that kind of stuff story or maybe we do and we think no one can meet me there if I share that story people are going to judge me I don't have that oh I grew up in church I I loved the Lord since I was four years old I was baptized at 10 and both sides both sides feel that way of comparison they compare themselves but we're going to talk about the point of why we should share our story, why your individual story is important, and how it plays a role in God's story. God's story didn't end in Revelation. God's story kept going, and it keeps going past us. When we hear that, what's your story? For me, I automatically think of the most dramatic things that have happened in my life because I want to share them. But sometimes people don't need to hear those dramatic things. Sometimes people just need to hear, hey, I'm like you. I get you. Sometimes we don't share our story, like I said, because we feel like it's insignificant. We haven't been through any big dramatic things, but, but every single one of us have walked a walk. And that walk is important. God gave you that story to use, not to keep. When we think about the people that are going to be coming through our doors, they want to know, can I be here? Do I fit here? And the way they do that is by our stories. The way they know that is by us sharing our own journeys. 
because when we share our stories, they connect us. We've been going through a series about talking about being distinct and, and being unique. Um, and I don't know about you guys, I've spent my whole life trying to fit in. The idea of being unique or distinct or standing out has always been kind of scary for me. Um, I, when I lived in Nashville, I wore all the hipster clothes you could purchase. I demonstrated it today. <laughs> when I moved to Louisville, my hipster clothes got hung up in the closet and I started wearing workout clothes because you can do that here and people don't look at you funny. <laughs> so I tried to fit. And I've tried to fit my story into every single arena that I've been in. When I moved from California to Nashville, I had this huge heart and this huge passion to, to share my story because I had walked through some really unfortunate relationships. And so I had this huge heart to go and talk to girls about relationships and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. And I was like, God's going to use my story. And I show up in Nashville and I'm working in and out of schools that are in the city, which I grew up in the suburbs. So that was a whole shock to me in general. And these girls are talking about like fighting and shootings and things that I couldn't relate to. And so I kept trying to mold my story to become more and more dramatic so that they would hear me, so that they could get something from me. And I remember praying one day, I was like, God, why am I here? I can't do anything. My story does not even compare to theirs. I have never experienced any of the stuff that they experience at 14 years old. Like my story looks this big compared to theirs. And it was in that moment God was like, your story isn't for you to use, it's for me to use. And those insignificant things that you don't think are important are. And he started dragging up inside of me thinking, you only focus on the relationships you experienced through high school and college, but you don't focus on the fact that you also have two siblings that have abandoned you and don't talk to you. Sorry. That came out of nowhere. Whew. <laughs> You've also experienced one of your siblings being shot. You've experienced disarray within your family. And all of a sudden, God started unearthing me that I did have parts of my story that I had kept suppressed that would be able to connect to them. And that when I shared those parts, it wasn't me that they would see, but it was him. Because when we share our story, whatever your story is, whatever that distinct characteristic is, the little details are the big ones. Every part of it is important. Every part of it is necessary. Every part of it should be shared. And when we share our stories, it should be God, not us. We're not in 1212 so people see us. We're not on this corner so that people say, oh, look at that church. They're on the corner of 12th and up. No, 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 no. We're here to be Jesus to this neighborhood. And that happens through our story. So the point of sharing is to be connected. I, I've kind of touched on it a little bit, but our stories, they connect us. They interweave, they, they, I don't know what the word I'm trying to say. Um, they join us together. Because when you turn to your neighbor, which I almost made you all do, which was turn to your neighbor and just share your story for the entire service. But I was told that not everybody might like that. So, <laughs> so instead... When we, when we turn and we share with one another what we've walked through and what God's done in our life, all of a sudden you see 
those bits of connections happening. Yesterday at the Thrive event, I, I hit the tail end of it um, where we talked about our values and where we've seen it displayed. And just the few comments that I heard, they were talking about family and how this fam- we are a family in this building. And then they talked about uh, truth. And someone said, you can't not live your truth at one church. But I don't know if that's true. I mean, I believe that's true. But how many of us, when we walk through that door, we have the weight of the world on our shoulders. And instead of sharing where we're at in our story, we smile and say, everything's good. I'm doing great. I'm I'm fantastic. So do we live our truth? Because our stories aren't just what's happened to us in the past, but they connect us to what's happening in the present. What's going on right now is part of your story. In Acts um, chapter 2, verses 42, it says, and they, were de- and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. Now, when they say in common, I don't think he meant that everybody around the tables looked the same. They were all the same gender. They all had the same background. They all had the same story. But what they had in common was they had just had this amazing encounter with the Lord. This is right after the Pentecost. This is right after the Holy Spirit has come down upon the apostles and thousands upon thousands of lives were transformed. They were converted, and then they were baptized. So these people are sitting around the table breaking bread and sharing what they've just experienced. They're not talking about necessarily like, oh, well, this is where I come from. That's important. But they're talking about right here, right now, oh, my goodness. Like, what just happened? Like, what would happen if instead of just smiling and saying, oh, I'm good, not saying that's bad. But what would happen if when we said to each other, hey, how was your week this week? Like, tell me something that happened. What would happen? Like, what culture would change in this building? And when we pass someone on the street, instead of just smiling and saying, hey, how are you doing? But saying, like, hey, tell me something that, like, you learned today. Tell me something about yourself. And we just got down into the core. I feel like that's, that's what happened. They're sitting around, and, and as they're breaking bread, and they're sharing their stories, and they're praying, awe fell over every person there. Our stories matter. Our stories have power. Our stories aren't for us to hold tight because we don't think anyone can understand us because the reality is not one person's story in this room is the same. Every single person's story in this room is distinct. But the thing that is the same is that we are all created in the image of God. What is the same is that Christ came, he died on the cross, and he rose again for every single one of us. And that alone gives us a foundation to build on. Which, which goes straight into my next point where our stories point exactly and directly to God. Uh, in Genesis... Sorry, guys, I'm all over the place. Um, 
Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So in youth group right now, we're, uh, we're going through a curriculum where it t- threads together God's story. And it shows how the Old Testament and the New Testament connect. And so we read that verse on, on Wednesday, and I thought, that's it. We're all created in the image of God. Therefore, all of our stories go directly back to him. Because if we're created in anybody else's image, then our stories, they reflect a whole bunch of different things. But at the end of the day, when we share our stories, like, you should be able to see God. It goes all the way back to Sean talking about being image bearers. Our stories are tied directly to that. Talking about using our talents, our stories are tied directly to that. Who we are is a reflection of God. And the beauty is he chose that. Like he chose to create us the way he did, the way we look, the way we act. And he chose to give you the story that he gave you. You've walked this because he is walking alongside you, guiding you, whether you know it or not. The other beautiful side of of the Bible is um, not only are we created in the image of God, but all throughout the the Gospels. And then in the New Testament, you see the disciples doing a bunch of different miracles throughout the books of the Bible. And every time, instead of saying, like, hey, praise me, like, look what I did, they go, like, the people that are healed go directly praising the Lord. Uh, in, in Mark 5, Jesus heals a demon-possessed man, and he says, Jesus, let me come with you. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Go back and tell what I have done for you. So often we want to say, like, okay, let me just stay here. Like, when you've, like, had the presence of the Lord just, like, wash over you, you just want to stay because you've experienced something. Instead, God's saying, no, 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 go and tell my people. Like, don't keep it to yourself. Share it because there could be someone in that room that needs to hear that. Don't be afraid to share what I've put inside of you because there's someone in that room that needs it. Point to me. Show what I've done for you. And I was reminded of when I was, it was about a year ago, and we were still doing the two services. And I was closing out the service, and I felt during the first service that I was supposed to share about this healing experience that I had had that I didn't. And so Jamel came up to me afterwards, and he was like, hey, like, if the Holy Spirit moves in you, like, just go. Don't, don't be afraid. And so I was like, okay, you're telling a type A personality to not worry about the clock that they're looking at, and um, just go. And, and so the second service I did, and I shared that I had unadvertently eaten, eaten um like four pieces of bread, which was delicious. I have celiac disease for anyone who knows, so I'm not supposed to eat bread. We went to this restaurant, and and I thought I was eating gluten-free bread, and, and I wasn't. And in those moments, I had two options. I could panic, or I could trust that Jesus was enough, that he was bigger than my disease. And through prayer and some probiotics, <laughs> I was totally fine. I woke up the next day. I was, it was on my feet all day, and it was great, and you would never have known that I had eaten gluten the night before. 
But the first service, I chose to go against what I felt like I was supposed to do and stay in my lane. And I remember getting off stage thinking, I just had this amazing encounter with the Lord. And I kept it to myself. What if there was someone that needed to hear that the Lord meets you where they're at? What if there was someone that needed to hear like, hey, I'm bigger than your diseases. Like I'm bigger than whatever physical ailments you have going on. Like I'm bigger than that. And they didn't because I was worried about a clock. So how many of us walk through those doors every day and have had encounters throughout the week? And again, it goes back to that question, hey, how are you doing? And you say, hey, we're good. What would happen if we've had encounters with the Lord, if people, when they walk through that door and someone says, hey, how was your week? And you say, oh, my goodness, let me tell you. Let me tell you what God did for me this week. The atmosphere, like it would shift. It couldn't not shift. Like, let me tell you what this church has done. It has taken a, a white girl from the suburbs and broke from California who thought diversity was everywhere and racism didn't exist and broken me to realize my own prejudice that were subconsciously there, to realize that I will never understand what some of my best friends and brothers and sisters in Christ go through every day. but it's also taught me to love in a way that I've never loved before. And I've experienced God in ways that I've never experienced before. I'm sitting in my chair today. The sound isn't working, so I was like, oh, great. So I'm going to go up there. The mood hasn't been set by music. What are we going to do? You expect me to just go up there and start preaching? I'm like, no. And then I was reminded, like, it's not me. God doesn't need music. The atmosphere's already here. It's already been set. He's already spoken a word. The story he wants to share today is big enough. God shows up, and we need to share it. And we need to point everything back to him. Third point is that we're called to. That's flat out. We're called to share our story. It's all throughout the New Testament. We are called to go forth and be witnesses, the Great Commission. And in Acts 1.8, it says, But you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Which means that every single one of us have the Holy Spirit in us. And when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we're supposed to go and share. And how do we witness? We share our stories that reflect God and who he is, his character, his love, his grace, his mercy. But also the fact that, like, he is a God of judgment. That when you make choices, there are consequences for your actions. We each have the ability to share our stories. And if we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, when we share our story, like, we don't matter. It's not scary anymore. The parts that you're supposed to share, you'll share. I, I can't tell you the number of times that I've shared parts of my testimony or my story, and I've walked away and I've been like, dang it, I didn't share that. Or 
dang it, I didn't, I didn't talk about this. And, and the reality is it's because whatever you shared was exactly what you were supposed to. It was exactly what whoever needed to hear in, the, in that room or whoever you were just talking to individually. Just sharing who you are, who God made you to be, reflects who he is because we were created in his image. What would happen if we weren't scared to share our stories? What would happen if we walked in faith that the Holy Spirit fills us and we walk in this command says, you will be my witnesses, not if you feel like it and not when it's convenient for you, but you will be my witnesses. God is going to use every single one of us in this room. God is going to use every single story that is in this room. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your gender, your ethnicity, your story. It matters to God. And your story is your own and it is distinct. And it is to be shared. It's not something to be kept. It's not something to be held on to, and, and today we have social media, and social media has allowed us to give glimpses into our life. Like Facebook now has fa uh, Facebook stories, and Instagram has stories, and Snapchat has stories, and whatever other social media platforms have stories. And you can like record these like glimpses, right, into your life. But oftentimes those glimpses are happy, and they're good. Not, that's not bad. But sometimes people are brave enough to get on Facebook or Instagram and share some hardships that are going on. And I would be the first to say, I've definitely looked through stories and I've been like, can you just stop whining on social media? And like, I'm like, dang, this is why people are afraid to share their story. Because they're afraid of the judgment that's going to come upon them. They're afraid of what people might say if they say, hey, I'm, I'm manic depressive. Like, I, I struggle with depression. And, and, they're, and they're scared that someone's going to say, like, oh, you got to do this, this, and this. Instead of just saying, like, hey, I'm sorry. That's okay. Like, let's pray through that. Let's talk about that. I want to know more about that because I don't experience that. So tell me more. And that opens people up. Our, our, our social media platforms have allowed it to be easy to share the parts of our story that we want shared. It's made it easy to show only the pretty parts instead of the, the ugly parts. And when we share our story, we can always just share the pretty parts. Or we can choose to share those nitty-gritty parts that have broken us down to our core. We can choose to share this, this valley experience. I was reading my devotional this morning, and it was talking about Psalms 23. And, and in the devotional, it said, when you get to the top of a mountain, that's not where the view is. Topically, typically at the top of a hill or a mountain that you hiked, there's like rocks and all that. And you look down, and that's where you see the beauty, right? You see the flowers, and you see the trees, and you might see different rock formations and all of this different stuff. The beauty is in the valley, The beauty of your story is in those deep parts. 
you're going to connect in those deep spaces. You're going to reflect God's image in those deep spaces. Those deep hearts are what is going to connect us. And not just the people in this room, but the people outside of this room, because it says that we're not supposed to keep it to ourselves. We're supposed to go not just to Jerusalem, so let's say not just to 1212, not just to all of Louisville, but like go. Go further. Go to Lexington. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I wrestled a lot with how to, how to do this. I thought, do I get up on stage and share my whole story? No. Because there's someone in this room who's scared to share their story. And they needed to know why they should. Why is it important? It's easy to say, yeah, it connects us. That's a pretty obvious one. And it reflects the Lord. But the scariest one is that we're commanded to. We're called to. God didn't give us each a story to keep. He gave us a story to use. I'm excited to continue to get to know all of your guys' stories. I'm excited to see the stories of my youth group, of our youth unfold. You might think that Deja has some work to do, but I thought she did great today. <laughs> all right? I got their back 100%. Because the reality is, she got up in front of all y'all and welcomed you. And that's part of who she is. That's part of her story. And our little babies, they all have stories. And our stories show our calling. So today... I want to challenge every single one of you to think about what those deep-rooted parts of your story are that God wants to use. Like for me, the fact that I have two siblings, which I don't know how many of you knew that, um, that I haven't talked to in over 16 years. And the fact that that hurts more often than I admit. So as our as our counselors come forward, and we might get some music. If not, that's okay, because the Lord's here. I want to invite you into a place that if you're not quite sure where you fit in God's story. Let today be the day that he shows you. Let today be the day that you come and you, and you get prayer with someone and, and, you, and you get to see your part in God's big, big story. you're sitting 
sitting there and you're thinking, I don't have a story to share. That's not true. Your story is important. Your story is distinct. You don't have to get on the stage to share your story. And you don't have to share every single part of it, every single you talk to someone. But what would happen if you just shared one little thing that happened last week with someone sitting next to you? Your story matters. If today you want to make that decision to be a part of God's story, to say, hey, I, I believe. Today's the day that I'm going to walk in faith and say, Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I'm going to claim that because it's for me. I get to have that. And I get to have that as part of my story. So today, my story in the Lord knowingly starts today. We want to pray with you. We want to walk that out with you. Part of our, one of our values is to be a family. Part of being a family is walking through stuff together. Not just the mountaintops, but the valleys. So don't hesitate. If you want prayer, there are people here. But pray with me. God, I thank you for the fact that we each have a distinct story. For the fact that there's nothing about us that is needed to share your story, but you've chosen to use us to share your story. You've chosen to create us in your image so that your story can be shown. God, I pray for the, the stories in this room, for every single one that is here, for every mountaintop and valley. God, I pray that this space will continue to be safe. A safe space where people can share their stories, where they want to share their stories, where they, where they see that, they, that their stories matter, <laughs> that, that our stories are important. God, thank you for using every single person in this room for your glory we give you today and I pray that this week we encounter you in a way that we can't keep silent encounter you in a way that all we can do is tell people what you've done for us the impact you've made on us in your name I pray amen you are love you bring light to you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken. Great are you, Lord. It's your
Oh, 